0: Hello my wonderful, beautiful friends! Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people spite others by giving them exactly what they ask for. And in today's episode guys, the owner of OP's company steals money from employees, and then tells OP to get authorities involved if he doesn't like it. And you guys can probably guess what happens. Hope you enjoy the other super satisfying stories as well, and do hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. I used to work in a small office area, and we had a small simple coffee setup for those who like to drink coffee during the workday. There was a list, and when the current coffee supply was running low, the next person on the list would bring a bag of coffee for the office. There were 10 or so people on the list, meaning that one person would have to bring coffee every other month. It had worked rather well, and everyone was happy with the setup. And then enters the coffee Karen. It's her turn to get coffee, and she brings in a pound of coffee from some local hipster coffee bar. It was good coffee, and everybody commented on her coffee selection. Now, the thing was, this was high-end designer coffee, and it cost about $20 per pound. When that coffee runs out, the next person on the list decides they don't want to be outdone, and gets a pound from a different bar with a similar price point. Again, it's good coffee, and everyone comments on that person's coffee selection. This cycles through about four more times until it's my turn to bring in coffee. Now, while I do enjoy a fancy cup of joe, The normal for me is just whatever, about $6 a bag at the grocery store, which is what I bring in and put by the coffee maker. About an hour later, Coffee Karen comes storming to my desk, with my bag of coffee in her hand, like it was half of a roadkill she found on her way to work. Coffee Karen then says, hey, did you bring this garbage in? Now she's holding the bag pinched between two fingers and holding it in my face, so I say, yeah, it was my turn to bring in coffee. At this, coffee Karen says, we don't drink this crap here anymore. She then drops it on my desk and sneers at me saying, you'd better go someplace else for good coffee or we're gonna cut you off. She then walks away. Now I'm thinking, well, okay then, I'll just do as you say. So after work, I take my coffee and go home. I pass by a coffee house on my way home from work, and I go inside. It's a nice place. They made it look like a bar, but serving coffee instead of alcohol. I order a house coffee, and was able to talk to the barista. I told him what happened at work, and what I was planning, which was to get a pound of his coffee, take it home, keep the good stuff, and put the crap coffee in his bag. The barista, who turned out to be the owner of the place, laughed, and said he loved the idea. So I get a pound of the house coffee, and the guy throws in a few extra empty bags. He says keep going with it, man. I like the idea. The next day, I bring in my pound of crap coffee in the bag from the coffee bar, and everyone's telling me how great it is. Coffee Karen comes to me and says, now isn't this better than that garbage you bought yesterday? Never bring in cheap coffee again. I agree and tell her that the coffee from the bar was amazing. I just failed to mention that the coffee she was drinking was the same one she complained about the other day. Later in the week, I go back to the coffee bar and find the guy and tell him what happened. He loved it and said when I'd run out of bags, to come back and get more from him. I asked him why he was supporting my crap coffee in his packaging and he said, well, they don't know good coffee from the crap coffee, right? So they may come here and decide to get more of it. Free advertising for me. Now it must have worked out for him because I saw a few of his coffee cups at my work over the next few months. As for me, I get to wake up every morning to a nice cup of coffee. Guys, I love this malicious compliance, and I'm actually surprised that the coffee snob Karen at OP's office can't even tell the difference between a high-quality coffee and the cheap stuff. So my first job I ever worked at for a few years was a grocery retail store, with several different departments, including a deli for lunch meat and cheese, which is where I worked. One night, I was working from 1pm to 9pm. 9pm is when the deli and other special departments close, and we're expected to be done and clocked out. But for the rest of the store, it remained open 24-7 for general groceries. It was me and one other guy, and we had an especially busy night. And we were a little behind on the cleaning. We had the meat slicing machines already coated with sanitizer after working for 15 minutes to get all the little meat chunks and shavings out of every corner as we were pretty serious about making sure those things were as clean as can be it's about 8:55 at this point and we're almost late to leave and the store we worked at did not like to pay overtime if you were getting any amount of overtime you would get chewed out the next day for it even for a little amount now this is the point where a woman walks up to the counter and she starts looking through the product as we had a glass case filled with a bunch of types of our lunch meats pre-sliced and ready to go. She looks at one and says, I want this turkey one right here, but I want it freshly sliced. Now, I of course look to my coworker, and we can both see the two slicers we have are still covered in the sanitizer we use, and they're drying. Now, as per the food safety protocol written on the bottle, it says to allow 20 to 30 minutes minimum for the sanitizer to dry after application. So I tell her, well ma'am, we can't really do that right now. Our slicers are both being cleaned at the moment, as the department's closed in 5 minutes, but I'll be glad to get you something here from the cold case. She then says, So you're not gonna slice it fresh for me? Is that what you're saying? I replied, That's correct. I apologize. Without another word, she walks away. And myself and my coworker go back to what we were doing, and we finish cleaning and go home after about five more minutes, narrowly clocking out on time. So fast forward two days later, me and the same co-worker come in and start getting to work like a normal day. About 3pm, which is two hours into my shift, I personally get called into the head honcho's office. The store director, as they're titled. I think nothing of it and head on upstairs and go inside the office and sit down. The store director then hands me a piece of paper and says, Hey, um, can you tell me what caused this? I then look at the paper and it's a printed out screenshot of a Google review for our store. One star out of five. It's a full paragraph from that lady two nights before, complaining that she didn't get her fresh sliced meat from the rude employee. She then describes specifically me. I explained exactly what happened two nights prior. The director is getting heated, and he begins to cut me off while I'm speaking, asking, why would the slicers be covered in sanitizer at 8.55? You're scheduled to work until 9pm. I said, yes I am, but seeing as I'm constantly being reminded to not get any overtime, I usually start cleaning around 8.30pm. Now, hearing this, the director gets even more upset, and with a raised voice, they say, I don't care. That's not how it works. If you have a customer, you serve them, and you'd better start making sure those shelves are filled before you leave, or you won't be working here anymore. Now, get out. Now, I'm pretty salty at this point. I go back down to the department, and my coworker asked what happened, and I told him. He says, So, they want everything done before we leave? I tell him, Yep. And without another word, he knew what we needed to do. 9pm hits as usual, and our shelves are at the usual standard half full. But seeing as we've been given a new standard, we decide to stay and make sure that we did what I was instructed to do. We spent the next several hours past closing time slicing, slicing, and slicing, until every single tray of meat and cheese was full. We cut up around 70 pounds of cheese and wrapped it up in the fridge. We also had a subway style sandwich counter where we made sandwiches to order and also pre-made on the shelves for sale. We made double the usual amount of sandwiches and filled the shelves as per requested. Not a single shelf had a single empty spot on it by the time we were done. After every single possible item and the shelf was as full as could be, we finally start to clean and close. It was around 3am when we finally left. The department opens at 5 a.m. We were exhausted, but our spiteful overtime venture made us feel pretty good. We got about 6 hours of overtime in, and they hated anyone getting even 5 to 10 minutes of overtime. We both came in the next day at 1 p.m. as usual, expecting complete retaliation. But no, instead, our department manager of the deli kind of saunters over to us and says, Hey, uh, you should be good to start cleaning up at 8.30, like usual. I think the director got the point you made. Normally, overtime would be asked to be taken care of by clocking out for lunches, or coming in later than usual, but they let us keep all 6 hours of overtime. They never said anything to us about overtime again after that. I accepted a job that paid almost double about 6 months after the incident, and never went back to retail hell. See guys, this is the difference between a good manager and a bad one. Like, a good manager should know how things work, and will side with the employee. And I'm still trying to figure out how this idiot store director expected OP to clock out at 9 if you're expected to wait until 9 to start cleaning the meat slicer. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. A few years back, I worked for a small company that was owned by two friends. The company was going strong when I started, but after 10 years there, the place was going downhill fast. One day, we discovered the bosses had not been making payments to our retirement funds for over two years, owing tens of thousands of dollars to the employees. This was the final straw for me, and I gave them two weeks' notice. As I was basically the last manager there, most of the employees also quit with me, and this really pissed off the owners, who thought I was somehow overreacting. I made them ensure that they would pay me what I was owed, or I would get the tax agency involved. A few weeks later, I get an email detailing repayments, significantly less than what I was owed. When I emailed back, they told me that they had taken hours I owed in time of lieu out of what I was owed in superannuation, and that if I had a problem with that, they would have no issue speaking to the authorities about the hours I stole from them. Now this of course is highly illegal. For one, we've had no contract laying out that I would have to repay owed hours. Secondly, they most definitely cannot take that money from my superannuation repayments. I decided not to reply, to save the email and move straight on to the tax agency. This took a very long time, as the process is very slow. But after about a year and several different tax representatives, I one day get a call out of the blue from one of the owners. This was a very angry, very threatening call asking why I reported them to the tax agency, and why I was determined to ruin their lives. I told him exactly why I did it and that he reaped what he sowed. A few days later, I get an email from the tax agency telling me that they'll be repaying what I was owed plus interest accrued for the now 3 plus years they didn't pay. They would have also been put on a blacklist of employers had they not sold the business a few months after we left. For more background, after I quit, I took two weeks off to be alone with my thoughts and relax for a bit before accepting one of the many job offers I received. So did they really expect OP to just accept it and not report them? Guys, I love the types of malicious compliance stories, where people dare others to sue them, or do something about it, or go to the authorities, and then they're surprised when it actually happens. So there's one thing I've learned from reading stories from Pro Revenge and malicious compliance, and that's never ever mess with anyone's money, because a lot of the times, it's not gonna work out well in the end. So I used to work in a grocery store back in 2016. I was 16 or 17 years old at the time. I don't work retail anymore, but I wanted to share the story that I still remember to this day. It was a pretty normal shift the night right before the end of my shift. It was just me, my supervisor, and my cashier. I worked the self-checkout and customer service desk. My supervisor had just collected the tills and was in the back counting, and I was starting my rounds to take back the non-perishables that were left at the registers. So after putting up all the items that were left at the registers, I did my final checks of the store to make sure that there's no misplaced or damaged items on the floor. I find a case of beer that was leaking in the beer wine section. I wasn't sure how damaged the bottom of the cardboard case was, so I had to drag it out front to my supervisor so I could tell him about it before taking it to the back. We kept a cart full of damaged items that'll be taken out by the morning crew. Since the supervisor's office is locked while they're counting the tills, I call her over to let her know that there was a damaged case of beer, and I was taking it to the back. She responds with, Okay, sounds good. So I take it to the back place with the rest of the damaged items and go back to the front to see if there's anything else my supervisor wants me to do. There isn't, so I clock out. The next couple of days are fine, as I finish up the week and wait for next week's schedule to be posted, and I find out that I'm not scheduled for the next week. I figure there must have been some sort of mistake, as there was someone working at the same grocery store who shared my first name. I go upstairs to my manager's office and ask him about the schedule and why I wasn't scheduled. He responds with, Oh, my bad. I forgot to tell you that you are suspended until the investigation is over. By the way, can you train your replacement today on the self-checkout and customer service desk? Now, I was confused and annoyed at the moment, so I don't really pay attention to the second part of his comment, and ask him what he's talking about. My manager says, We caught you stealing that case of beer that you took to the back and until the police investigation's complete, you won't be working here anymore. Please turn in your uniform, your name tag, and badge. You are gone. I'm furious, but I decide that I would just go with a bit of malicious compliance in the situation. I say to him, Well, boss man, I took the damaged case of beer to the back to be thrown out in the morning, as per procedure. But since I won't be working here anymore, I guess you'll just have to find someone else to train my replacement, since I clearly can't be trusted. I was the only person who could train someone for the customer service desk, other than him, and his jaw dropped. The look on his face was priceless, as I took off my uniform and handed him my name tag and my override card. I then proceed to walk out to my car and drive home. About two years later, I joined the army, and I'm going for a job that required a security clearance. And guess what shows up? That suspension with an unfinished police report, and the tapes from the security camera. I sit there with my interviewer as we watch the tape together, clearly showing that I did not steal anything. Needless to say, I was approved for my clearance. I then ask if I could get a copy of the tape, and my interviewer agrees. It took two years, but I finally had the evidence I needed to sue for wrongful termination. But as the time is well over the statute of limitation, I'm actually unable to do anything about it. Either way, I decide to go pay my old workplace a visit over my Christmas break and a couple of people recognize me, including my old boss. He tells me that thieves like me aren't welcome in his store, that I need to leave, or he'll be calling the police. I told him to call them, and that this claim would surely hold up when I showed them the copy of the video footage of me stealing. In the end, the police get called and did nothing. I got three muffins free of charge, thanks to my favorite supervisor, and it was worth it. Guys, I'm actually surprised they didn't look at the video footage before letting OP go. Like, you'd think that's the first thing they would do before even launching an investigation and calling police, right? Is to check the cameras. Like, someone needs to get fired. As the new person at my job, I was told multiple times that I was expected to provide donuts for the entire office. Now normally, that's not a big deal. But two people in particular were rude and relentless about donuts all week. Others joined in also. Apparently, these people recently extorted two boxes of Krispy Kreams from someone else. Now, the examples of their behavior included mentioning buying donuts 20 plus times. They would name call, interrupt meetings, power off my computer, refuse to answer legit work questions until I buy the donuts, and the list goes on and on. So here's the problem. I was hired as a senior at 30 years old, and I was not necessarily loving the idea of being told to buy donuts over and over. Hazing really didn't seem appropriate at this point of my career, or for anybody else. I didn't want to be a bad sport my first week, so I played along. I politely said that I will not have time this week, but I'll get to it eventually. In terms of the workforce, I was mature, but I wasn't a very mature person overall. I needed a creative way to address this problem. So on my way to work, I decided to pick up a cheap bag of small powdered hostess donuts at the gas station. I distribute the donuts one by one, desk by desk, making sure to do so barehanded from the bag. I presented the donuts extremely politely, careful to mask my passive-aggressive F.U. to the donut process. The reaction from staff was a lot like the deer in headlights look. People had no idea if I was a really nice but clueless person or if I was totally saying F you to the entire donut idea. Most people took the safe choice of being pleasant in return. Some people tried to refuse, but I mentioned the big deal about buying donuts and still left a donut on every desk. I had originally considered providing a donut to everybody, except for the last two idiotic pushy people. I start verbally setting it up where they would not receive a donut. However, these two idiots were still openly verbally complaining about donuts as adults. I could tell that this was not going to go away. They could not take a hint to back off. My idea to passive-aggressively snub them was no longer good enough. This had to be more direct. I decided I was 100% done with these guys regardless of the consequences. I told them I had another idea. I then grabbed a plastic knife from the break room and cut the remaining donut in half the long way. So I still had two circles. The yellow cake was now visible, and then the most brilliant idea of my life. A new way to hold donuts. One donut on each middle finger, with my middle finger in the center hole of each donut. I stopped at both desks. The first guy had his choice of two half donuts on my middle fingers. That's right, I was able to give him a double donut middle finger. He now understood that I was completely done with his BS, but he never grabbed a donut. I then explained that donuts are actually quite tasty, and urged him to take one. I was no longer able to stay in character. The good news is his refusal to take a donut from my middle fingers also allowed the opportunity to provide the last guy a double donut middle finger as well. I mildly snapped and had a fake grin on my face. I looked him right in the eye, double donut middle fingers up, no longer saying a word. The reaction of the last person is best described as completely frightened. That's right. I reached a complete breaking point over donuts and scared the hell out of someone. Anyway, after this incident, I was never asked to buy donuts ever again. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash malicious compliance, guys. That donut story was hilarious. I hope you enjoyed these super satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up button. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. A Karen loses her phone and goes bonkers and she fakes an emergency. It's a hilarious story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you.